Hello, welcome to episode number 270 of the AppLog Podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. 270, that's a, that's a lot of talking. This podcast is brought to you by AIXDSP.com, affordable and useful plugins. Get the IC Intuition Compressor. It's a compressor that gives you a clear and intuitive visual display that shows exactly what is happening to your audio at all times. Click on the link in the description for more information about this awesome company that makes great plugins. I'd like to thank everybody for helping me out and shopping on Amazon. You two can do the same thing by going to appalogca slash Amazon or appalogca slash US Amazon. You can go to the old-fashioned way, too, by going to appalogca and click on those banners located on the right side. Locate your country, whether you're from Canada, the United States, or the UK. Bookmark those links, and every time you shop on Amazon, use the links to shop and support the show. It costs you no extra money. You want to support my work on Patreon? You can do that by going to patreon.com slash apolog, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Apolog is spelled A-P-O-L-O-G-U-E. You can pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees, and you can cancel at any time. Go buy a t-shirt at apolog.ca slash shop. And iTunes, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view the show on iTunes. Please give it five stars. Like the show on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Pod. Follow me on Twitter at SimonHead666. <sighs> Woo! Okay, who do we have in the show? We have Cam Gray from the band The Bare Minimum. The Bare Minimum are a Toronto hardcore band. They have a new single that came out a couple of weeks ago, and I'm sorry it took so long. I've been having some major computer problems, and I apologize to those guys and everybody else that was involved with this. Check out the uh, the new single. I actually have it. I'm going to play it as soon as, uh, as soon as I stop talking. Everybody, ooh, here's the new single called Bone Storm, and it's from the band called The Bare Minimum, and all their information will be in the link of this description, and you'll be able to go buy their music, go follow them on Facebook, and do all the other good things you're supposed to do. So here's the song, Bone Storm, by The Bare Minimum.
Bone Storm is the new single from the bare minimum. You can go pick it up now on Bandcamp. Go buy it on where there's good music sold. Okay, so let's get started. Let's do the show, and let's not talk about the isolation. Not, I mean, I think we're going to talk about it on this show because it's such a big, big thing in everybody's lives. And hmm, all I can say is we're going to get through it. We're going to do it. I mean, everybody's made a lot of changes in their lives, and they're they're getting through this. And you know, I hope I hope y'all get through it too. But until then, let's listen to podcasts. And here he is, Cam Gray from the band The Bare Minimum on the Apolog Podcast. This COVID thing has been taking the world by storm. Yeah. Now, um, if you were a band called COVID, you'd just be kicking ass right now. I guess so. Yeah, it would be great for SEO. <laughs> I never thought of that. Yeah. Um, it's nice to meet you, man. Um, I heard you have one song. I've only heard one song. So, um, yeah, it's good, man. Uh, you guys have been a band for a while. Yeah, we. Um, I think almost ten years. I, I, I was trying to think about this. Uh just this release i'm not exactly sure when we started but our first ep was in 2011 so yeah almost 10 years yeah i mean based out of toronto and there's always been a pretty good scene in toronto yeah that's true All yeah the shows yeah and, and where where did you guys mostly play like bovine kind of kind of stuff like that yeah 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 lately that's been the main bar in toronto we play at um we've, we've been all around though we've played at lee's velvet underground wherever yeah i haven't done the velvet underground it seems like a long like a long time it seems yeah. it seems like it's been god like 15 20 years i, I don't remember the last time i played there yeah but, it's been a while for us too i some of my friends like the last time i was at a show there was the not dead fest um one of them yeah uh i i don't know i think they changed management or something and they're less less about rock bands now mm -hmm. but. yeah i mean the real staple point has been you know obviously horseshoe bovine rivoli ish i don't know mm -hmm. i don't know it's sort of like it's one of those things like you got to know somebody and if you don't know somebody who's doing the thing then you're not going to get in there and uh I don't feel that as much as with the bovine. I feel everybody sort of has like a, a fair shot. Um, yeah. But I definitely feel it in all the other places. I mean, I haven't played the Rivoli, same thing, in years, since like the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Probably a lot of favoritism in, in there. Yeah, yeah. And it's a cool place. I mean, it's always been a cool place, but uh, yeah, yeah. So did you grow up in the Toronto area? Uh, no, I'm originally from Kingston. Uh I went to university in Kitchener Waterloo and then kind of came to Toronto to work basically. Mm -hmm. What'd you do in university? Um, I was studying computer science and that's kind of what I do right now. That kind of stuff. Pay the bills. What sort of, what, what areas like a uh, specialty? Uh, most of my time I spend kind of building like Android and iOS apps. Wow. To be honest, but I do all sorts of stuff like like server stuff, web stuff. Yeah, I haven't, you know, I've dabbled in stuff like that, but um, I mean, uh, I I found like 
man, just before Web 2.0 or, or responsive websites where you had to build two websites at the same time uh, yeah. for the mobile and for the, for the, for this, for the computer and no, no screen signs ever worked out. And then I discovered WordPress and I'm like, oh, life is, life's a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And where do you think we're going with all this? Do you think it's going to be more iOS based or like web based or is it going to be like app based for stuff? I don't know. Um, I mean, the trend right now kind of seems to be if you use if you use it a lot, like every day, you probably want an app. And yeah. if you just use it once in a while, maybe a website. But yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, because I always thought, oh, it'd be kind of cool to just have your own website and sell your own stuff and then market your own your own thing. But it seems like you, everybody kind of needs to be sort of attributed to like a band camp or iTunes. Like nobody can kind of branch out on their own with a website. Not as you guys have a, your own website, but yeah, the type of traffic that translates and comes to the websites I have are pretty, it's pretty slim to none. Yeah. I mean, that's like a recent trend. I think the websites were a bit more relevant like five years ago. And now it seems like you need a TikTok page or something. I, I don't even know. Mm. Like, like it's, it's like a, a page on one of these platforms. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a website's, I mean, the advantage of a website is you kind of control it. You can do whatever you want. You're not not so much a victim of the platform you're on. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I guess I think you're right. Websites are kind of down right now, but they might be coming back just because of maybe some of the cool things you can do. Yeah. You you know, they have like the square spaces and the Wix and the thing, and even sort of WordPress to an extent has some sort of drag and drop kind of thing going for it. <clears throat> but it yeah. is easier to do stuff than it was even 10 years ago. Like I remember just trying to get into this 10 years ago, just trying to sort of build something. And uh, I got fascinated by this whole WebRTC stuff, which it was like, you know, Google Hangouts, that sort of API, that whole platform of yeah, yeah, yeah. real-time communication, like like what we're doing now. And um, it's still it's still fascinating. I mean, there's still things that are happening because of our situation we're in now, where they're building like virtual jam rooms and and they're trying to get like such latent free communication between people on other sides of the globe. It it feels like it's going to get ramped up now, like where it seemed to get dropped off like five years ago because there's like there's web apps called like Jamulus and. Um, so I've just been looking it up, but but that's sort of the it hasn't been updated. Well, it's updated every day now, but it hasn't. It's like came out in like 2015, right? And, and there yeah. wasn't really a need back then, or or a speed. That yeah, that's right. Like um, you know, 5G coming out. It, there's a lot. I mean, I guess it's just like an ebb and flow. Um, and pointing out the WebRTC kind of APIs that were added to browsers a few years ago it kind of like broadens the possibilities of a website that maybe um, you wouldn't have like just in your Facebook page. So like uh, someone like you could like, you know, provide consultation or something kind of in your niche that would be harder to do just from your Instagram page. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know, like I, it, it's really difficult in the, in the field of technology for me to be making any kind of statement. <laughs> But you know, yeah, you know, apps or versus websites, it's kind of all over the place and impossible to predict. Yeah. And as a band, how do you pull all this together? Because I know I know now compared to fifteen years ago or twenty years ago, putting a band together wasn't just about 
isn't just about you know writing good songs or putting out a killer album. It's more about how you can um, diversify and broaden your your reach to people. Yeah, I it's tough. I don't even know if I have all the answers. There's like, I definitely don't have all the answers. We do a lot of things. We do, I mean, kind of similar to you. We have sort of an interview style. It's not really a podcast. It's like on our YouTube channel. We we host a bunch of interviews with bands we like. Um, we post a lot of memes and things that aren't specific to our music just for fun and to kind of, you know, show our personality a bit and, and not just be, you know, hiding, hiding in our enclosures, just throwing out music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough for bands, you know, music doesn't really make money anymore. And you, there's a lot of pressure to just kind of like pump out content. It can be a bit overwhelming. Yeah, no, I, I, what you, what really struck me was that to get to know who you are as people, uh, get to know your personalities because that is exactly what the opposite of what normal things are. Where it's like, I'm, it, it, or if they are, they're trying to sort of fake who their personality is by showing like great pictures with great filters and, and, and sort of the braggy, braggadocious kind of like posts and things like that. Um, yeah. Getting to know who you are as a person is as important as playing like a basement show or playing a club show or playing um, in someone's backyard. It says who you are as people. And I think, you know, you really hit it on the head there. That I'm, My brain's moving a thousand miles an hour. It's like, how easy is it for like, you know, for you to do just that? Like get people to know who you are first. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it is important for sure. Because music, music yeah. isn't just about the people playing it. Or sorry, isn't just the music. It's about the people playing it. It's about it's it's about the delivery method and and the honesty behind it. Absolutely, yeah. When, when I kind of reflect on all my favorite bands growing up, I kind of, I mean, obviously it was a different age. And it was just harder to get information, but I was always like seeking out interviews, kind of like reading the liner notes, like a nerd. You know, it, it's more than the music. Yeah, yeah. I just got in. Well, I mean, I've been podcast for like five years now, but it's like. Yeah, it is definitely um this whole podcast medium is definitely a good way just to just to meet people as well as get to know who bands are because you know, you can have a conversation and talk about stuff that doesn't really have to do with the band and then sort of you know, therefore people are sort of engaged with you as a person. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you, everybody's kind of dealing with all this stuff right now and like what are you guys doing? Are you, you're not doing all that selfie cam band stuff are you or what are, what's uh what are you guys doing to no not much i mean we um under quarantine you know we can't really our stuff doesn't translate great acoustically we're kind of <laughs> all about just turning up to 11. yeah and so until we can all meet up live streaming isn't isn't very possible so i mean we've been working a lot i mean <laughs> it's a lot of different ways personally i've been like following into youtube rabbit holes like binging podcasts confronting nihilism in my small apartment. But um, as a band, we've kind of been focusing on just recording and tracking as much as we can to, and kind of working towards pushing more singles out. So hopefully uh, either when the quarantine's lifted, we're in a good spot to release something, or if it goes for a long time, we can maybe push some more singles out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might make a suggestion is to not mention the quarantine in your songwriting. It's uh <laughs> I think there's gonna be a lot of it out there. I really do. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of yeah. quarantine songs. 
crowded market. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. So anybody, and I think it might be a word of advice to all songwriters out there is to um, just worry about, you know, just don't hit it on the head, on the nose, as they say. Don't don't hit it on the nose. Just, uh, you can be subver- subversive if you want about it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> um. So have you guys, have you toured much? Uh, have you, like, have you been as exclusively DIY band, right? Yeah, never signed. Uh, yeah, independent since day one. Uh, we don't, we don't really tour. I don't think we've ever done a tour. We, you know, we go out of town, we play festivals yeah. from time to time, but generally we haven't. Um, I don't know. It's kind of, we, we've always kind of approached, tried to approach the band in a really sustainable way. Um, so we don't, we don't like to grind it out doing things that we feel we're supposed to do, but aren't really excited to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of touring seems like it would just be long drives and hours and waiting in bars. Um, and so that that's kind of the worry. On the other hand, I think I think it's a fair point that we probably should get going and try try that. It, it is important to me to kind of get the music out out there to people who haven't experienced it. We had a lot of people messaging us about coming to their, their town that we've never been to. So, I mean, maybe after this quarantine's lifted, that's something we, I think we might be looking into. Yeah. Now, do you think though is, I don't know. I haven't toured in a, it seems like a long time, but when I did, I knew that there was always like, there was that thing attached to it. Like I can look back romantically about touring and how awesome it was but 90% of the times it sucked, you know, and it wasn't a for, it wasn't even like <laughs> you couldn't monetize on it. You, you were losing money. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, it somehow in many effects didn't help the dynamic of the band I played in at the time. Um, sometimes it, it hindered the relationships and songwriting and, and a lot of luggage was uh, created on stuff like touring that maybe you're doing it the right way. Maybe just because you're, you know, obviously the love of music is the reason why you do it. And for that, you should do all the things you love to do because it's only going to reflect the good parts of the music you do. Yeah. I mean, that's good. It's a good point. I mean, I think part of the reason we've been able to exist for so long is, is probably because we don't do things like grind away at touring. And, and it's a, it's a good question of, you know, I don't even know if bands need to tour in the internet age. It's kind of like an open question. You can really, you know, we get had hundreds of thousands of people, you know, watch our music videos on, on Facebook. Um, you, you know, we, you can really get a huge reach without, without needing to jump in a van and play some small town to 10 people in a bar. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a valid question and one I will have to confront once this quarantine is lifted. Well, you know, there's that sort of suffer for your art kind of thing, which, frankly, as a 49 going on 50 year old person, thinks it's a bit of crock. It's a bit of a crock of shit, because <laughs> you know, um, just because you had a hard time on tour doesn't give you any sort of um, reason to explain how hard touring was. If that if that making sense, like yeah, you know, because the things that you want to do and create positively with music is it's for the fact of having your point clear rather than sort of hindered by we've had it so tough. Uh, we did this and we did this and we lost these people in the, you know, and it's just, to me, it seems like 
there's two ways to do it. And and taking all that back, I wouldn't I don't regret touring. I don't regret the experience because I've forgotten about all the shitty parts of it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I went I think you can kind of tell. Like I go to a lot of shows. You can kind of tell the band who's just doing it for a paycheck and they're just really bummed out to be here. Yeah. And the, yeah. So I guess I guess the answer is we'll do it if if we're really excited to do it. Otherwise not. Yeah. And, and and everybody will be happier. Like everybody, the 10 people in that venue are going to be more happy because you're like, hey, we like being here. This is awesome. You know, mm-hmm. you know, well, I've done tours where you start across Canada and you have the first couple of shows like this is the best. And then you get halfway across Canada. And you're like, this is not the best anymore. And then you're like, I can't wait to get fucking home. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so it's a, it's, it's not like a, uh, the same show that everybody gets, um, you know, depending on which direction you're heading off on, on a tour. Um, but I mean, there's, there's other things too. I mean, you can virtually play now. I mean, this whole thing about the, the isolation is that people are inventing new ways to distribute live material totally. and it's exciting. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it, once, once we're allowed to at least convene in the same room with bandmates, you're going to see, uh, you know, there's going to be an explosion of that type of, that type of tech um people are going to be you know flipping out my thing is i just want to be just a little bit ahead of it for once just a little bit oh yeah yeah so you're going to do something or you have a bunch of shows i uh we've been working at stuff and trying to get stuff and the big the big the big ask now is is how much are you willing to spend for a live show out of one's basement and uh i don't know what that answer is yet we haven't even broached that question you know like what would that cost is it three dollars you know and i i think i would attribute it to like an all ages shows from 1992 and there's like three bucks because it's awkward enough because it wasn't five because five is like too much but five is easier if you think about when you're trying to break change um but like three bucks i think is a is a sweet spot of getting 60 minutes worth of um online entertainment like what do you think yeah i you know, it's, it's, um, it's a new world. I, I think at $3 is a, a reasonable ask for sure. I, one thing I'm trying to think about is how to like add value to something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it, it's so different because they're sitting in front of a computer and there's just so many cat videos distracting them. <laughs> it's like, how are we going to convince them to even come to the show? A big part of the show for me has always been about I mean, seeing the band face to face and being able to interact with them, but yeah. also kind of making friends with the people at the show is a huge, huge social component. I think oh. that's why I actually go there. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know. I'm open. I'm open to it. I, I, yeah, I think it's cool that you're getting ahead of the technology and trying stuff. And we will definitely have to do that. All bands will have to do it. And I think it's, I, you know, one of the things that kind of frustrates me with the punk scene sometimes is just how, like, how how it kind of fails to embrace the internet it seems like they're kind of stuck in the world of like zines and i guess like van touring um and it would be cool if we could get you know bring diy to the internet in a way that's kind of progressive and relevant to the youth yeah like it was in the 90s well you you're right and there's always the hearkening of the days of old like it was so much better back in the day. And if I hear another person say that, I might just fucking shoot myself in the brain because the, yeah, it was great, but uh, you have to, sometimes you got to let some of that old shit go. You just have to say, you know what? I'm not, 
I love the fact where we all did sit in a shitty club and listen to shit, you know, shitty sound and, and, and slipped on the floor because somebody spilt their beer on it or threw up or whatever. That's awesome. But there's also, you have to give some of that up. And that is, that's sort of how, to me, society um, upgrades because you have to go, yeah, let's take the good parts of this and smash it together with new stuff that might not be good, but we don't know until we try it. And that's yeah. the fear because people want to have that same experience, but with new technology. And it's never going to happen. Like, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Maybe yeah, in so. 100 years from now when we don't realize we're actually living in a virtual world. But, but for now, we're going to have to, like, compromise. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think you're right. Like, that kind of nostalgia is just a defense mechanism. And it's, it's just a way of avoiding changing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And... Who's to say that maybe somebody, it's that all of this, remember back in the day, is actually slowing up progress, you know? And progress means, you know, I, you know, whatever, you, you can get really heady about it because society determines what changes, you know what I mean? Not me or you. Like somebody does something and, and then a million people go, wow, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that. And that's how the ball's pushed forward. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. But if you try to push that ball too soon, people are going, no, 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 no. Hold up a sec. Pull the reins back. You know, we still like live music. We still like live entertainment. We still like the smells and sounds and sights and finding parking and driving an hour and a half to the venue. And you know what I mean? We enjoy that part. But when finally somebody goes, you know what? I don't want to leave my house to, you know, I want to experience live music, but I want to experience in a way that now I can understand. Yeah. And, and there's no answer. There's no answer to that. There's no, there's many suggestions, but there's no answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably what's fun, fun about it, you know? Yes. To kind of invent the future. Right. And then when somebody figures something out and a lot of people go, that's a great idea. You know what I mean? Like the app, like the iPhone, you know what I mean? That was one of those things where people went, oh my God, this, what are we, what were we doing a year ago? You know, and, you know, like it or love it. I mean, or hate it. I mean, like that's something that pushed something in a direction where people went, I didn't realize I could do that. And I didn't realize how much I needed this until I got it. And that's sort of like entertainment could be the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ab absolutely. Yeah. So we have to, when we shut the mics off, we have to then spitball an idea that's going to make us a million dollars. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just shut off now? <laughs> yep. Get, get to brainstorming. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, so playing music for 10 years, is it, have you feel kind of like how you were 10 years ago? Is it same, same ideas, same vibe, same ethics, same, and you know, anything you uh, hate about it or anything you love about it? I don't know. I think because of our sustainable approach, I've kind of like avoided kind of the jadedness and the bitterness about the scene. Um, I don't know. Like, you know, we've been around a while. We've seen a lot of bands die and a lot of bands kind of explode in popularity. Um, and you know that's that's a cool experience it's i think it's important to not you know not be jaded and jealous about others success and just be happy for them um mm -hmm. that's been a, like a learning experience for me and i think i think that's an important important way just an important thing for everyone to think about you know in the, in the digital age with like you know lots of things getting like a, a trillion views or a trillion plays and not not you know, holding yourself up and comparing yourself always to those things. Um, yeah, sorry. 
No, no, no. That's no. I I agree. It's as as people get a little bit older, they start to embrace the fact that maybe I'm a giver and not a taker. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, and that's all a lot of why you know we try to interview younger bands. Uh, you know, it's important to support the scene and just people. You know, people really remember how you make them feel and how you help them out if you if you did. And so, oh yeah, it matters absolutely. It does, and it's it. There is a transition between. Um, being a young band to being some some more of a mentor for older for younger bands, and uh, you know I I have like my whole thing about the scene is that I kind of dropped out of the scene sort of in the early two thousands. So it took me a few years to sort of and I still play in it, but I don't really contribute to it like I used to. And um, so I guess this is my sort of payback to try to contribute back into independent music that I've been so. I've been I've been on the side of independent music for well over um, for a long time. And I don't like yeah. those people to say for how many years they've been doing it, but it's been a long time. And um, there's only so much, you know, for me to say, oh, well, here's here's my experience because eventually my experience becomes like there's not that's not warranted anymore. Like nobody wants to hear that old punker in the back of the club with his opinion, really. Well, yeah, I do. I, I, I value your opinion. I think what you're doing is helping the scene. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. And that's the intention, you know. And, and the, you know, life is funky, man, because it's like you try to, you, you, you always want to try to improve. And there's people that I've met, and I'm sure you've met, that sort of like just sort of get stuck there. They're stuck. And they're like sort of in like a weird sort of bubble. They can't leave. And, and I always like to learn stuff and I want to learn stuff. And when I learn it, I kind of just overlearn it and then try to be the pro on it and then realize how much, how little I know at the end of it all, like uh, HTML or any sort of that stuff, responsive website stuff we were talking about before. Yeah. But there's always getting to know these things and not getting stuck and left behind is um, it's, it's pretty crucial just to life. It's got nothing to do with music or the industry or any of that shit. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. I, I really, enjoy learning new things too um yeah it is it is a really important thing to have just just to want to kind of grow and try new things and not you know actually enjoy that process and rather than think of it as just a means to an end yeah yeah and that's that's a that's a newish type of culture because i you know parents of parents didn't really think that way right like you think about what you know people 30 40 years ago I said well I'm going to be a I'm going to be a postman that's what I do I'm going to be a postman and I'm going to retire and I'm not going to be a postman anymore but there's certain this that there's been a sort of like a change in how people see their lives and that that balance between work and fun um it's way more um broad now where you know even when I yeah. was you know a teenager it was like well what are you doing going to university I'm going to be a doctor like okay wow that's awesome you know that, yeah. that seemed to be the normal. And, you know, what part of that, where do you fit in that work versus, you know, do you, you know, where do you fit there? Like in that sort of that yeah. thing? I don't know. I think I'm probably at the, the far end of the extreme where like everything I do for fun is kind of, is kind of work. I, I don't know. And yeah, I think there's, in, in some ways that's pretty cool. Um, but there, you know, there is problems with that. Um, you know, working all the time and 
the main issue I have is people just not getting compensated. It, it kind of just seems like an issue, you know, people expected to work overtime, be on their phones all the time and not really having a solid, the, kind of that, that solid economy you're referring to in the past where you could just be a postman and, and everything would be okay. You'd yeah. be able to buy a home at some point. Yeah. And because everything's just way more expensive and you know, the, yeah. You know, the economy is kind of screwed up and it's not really meant I mean you think about it, it wasn't really ever meant for the young you know what I mean when you so like whoever can afford to buy a house would be like a certain age or in a certain type of you know work there was sort of like decisions made by that person since a very young age to say I'm going to be a homeowner or I'm going to be a father with children and I'm going to have a pension these are decisions that people make and they sort of either they they um, want to make these decisions or it just sort of happens where people turn into what they wanted to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And it seems kind of this, for me as an observation, it seems more open and flowing where it's like, well, we'll get there. When we get there, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, that is a good way to, you know, positive attitude at looking at it. You know, they say you're supposed to change your career. Like how I forget what the number was, but I think that number is just way more now. Like I think people, you know, I think it was three times in your life you're supposed to change your career. I don't yeah, know. Someone looked that so up. Low. I feel like it's going to be like 15 or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've changed careers a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're, so when you're like 14 years old and you're like, oh, did, you, did you always want to be a guy in a band that makes websites type thing or works like, are you content with all the decisions you made or is there different decisions that you think you need to make to get where you really want to be? Uh. Yeah, I, so when I was young, I I wanted to be a programmer, and I liked music, and probably aspired to do it. Um, so I suppose I followed all those things. Mm-hmm. I and yeah, you know, I can't really. If I had a time machine, I don't know what I'd change. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's not to say everything is exactly where I want it to be, but you know, I this is kind of what I want to do. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I was, uh, I had uh, the guy on the, you ever, well, there was a program called QLab. A lot of theaters use it for like video and audio playback systems. It is the new, like, everybody uses it. And I had the guy who created the program on my, on the show a couple of years ago. And I go, what did you do? He goes, well, I had a computer science major and I was also uh, a theater major. I'm like, holy shit. Like that, you can, you know what I mean? You couldn't have aligned yeah. yourself any better to create and you know, with a company, I think he's got 14 people and he sells like 40 million copies of it every year type of thing. Like he's a, you know, whatever, complete, awesome. Like, yeah. and, and he answers my tweet, like, Hey, would you like to be on my show? You're kind of a cool dude. And he goes, Oh yeah. And so it's like these type of people, like they would never, yeah. in my opinion, would never exist. Cause I did try to get the guys who, who, uh, uh, wrote pro tools, like the web, the digital design guys, uh-huh. nothing zip. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting story. I remember reading a story about like some kid who just played video games constantly and they were like airplane video games. And now he's like a millionaire and he flies drones for like mine companies. So <laughs> like you have no idea what, you know, where things are going. It's kind of random. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, that the whole thing about, you know, professional gamers and things like that. That's 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 when the old guy me kicks in like, what? What are you talking about? How does that work out? Yeah, sports uh, are a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they have like a stadium full of people while he's like playing, you know, whatever the game is. Yeah. 
you know, more popular. It's yeah. crazy. I tell you, my son, he's 17 and he's like, wanted to be a professional YouTuber. And I'm like, like a couple of years, I'm like, God, sounds ridiculous. You know, old like dad talk, right? Like, no, what are you talking about? What are you doing? Well, I'm going to be on YouTube. I'm going to make money. I'm like, now I'm like, I think it's possible. I think you can yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. Who would thunk, you know? So uh, your album is out on the 15th of May, right? Well, so it's just a single. It's, it's just a single. A yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see that now. I tried to get it so I could play it, but I, I, it defeated me. So I will put it in there somehow uh, if that's okay. okay. Cool. Yeah, and let me know. I'll send it to you if you need help or if you don't have it. Yeah, well, I have the, the link from Melanie, but I, I, it's a play only. So I got to either play it into a system to record it back or... Yeah, actually, you know what? If you just send me the link or sort of a download link for it, then I can plop it in. It's much, yeah, much easier. Absolutely, we'll do. Well, Cam, it was really nice to talk to you. It was nice to meet you. Um, I hope we do this again. I, you know, I, I enjoy really didn't really talk much about the band, but uh, it's kind of, <laughs> I mean, it's not really what I do. But I, I, you know, I really, I enjoy meeting new people who have a good outlook on this, and and you have a good outlook, and you should be commended for it. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks very much, Simon. And thanks. Thanks for all you do to support independent music. Oh, thank you. That was Cam Gray from the band The Bare Minimum. Go check out their new single. It's called Bone Storm. It's been out for a couple of weeks now. It's a banger. It's a great song. And they're a good band. And it was a, you know, good conversation. Thanks so much, Cam, for doing the show. Appreciate it. Also, as always, thank you, Melanie Kay, for setting these awesome interviews up. I probably would not be doing as many podcasts as I've done, being 270. Uh, and Melanie is responsible for many of those interviews, and she's a very, very good asset to have in this scene because I like to interview people, and she likes people to be interviewed. So that's great. So anyways, everybody, thanks so much for listening to the show. Again, go check out the... Uh, go buy stuff on Amazon. Make yourself feel better. Uh, Apple.ca appleock.ca slash amazon or appleock.ca slash us amazon it really does they call it uh you know it's therapy and uh we're gonna get through this guys i'm growing a beard i have a suntan i pick up trash i i do things now that i've never done before and i enjoy it i, I work with the city still and the theater obviously is boarded up but i'm I'm adapting, and I think everybody needs to adapt just a little bit. And don't be so uh, don't be so hard on the system. The system will figure itself out. And, uh, so that's my little soapbox moment. I hope you're all doing great, and love you guys. I will see you next week.